Ladies and gentlemen, this person on the line needs no introduction. I feel like Michael Buffer here. I have on the line with me Mr. Ali Awad. You may know him as the CEO lawyer. So today we're going to talk about marketing, how he's not afraid to be himself on the internet, and how to build an amazing culture within your law firm. This is the AdCast. You're listening to the AdCast. There's three things that I tell people to focus on. That's your budget, your media, and your message. People go call it the truth. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. If you hustle, you never go hungry. Hustle and motivate. Hustle and motivate. That's why they follow me, huh? They think I know the way. You're listening to the AdCast. All right, I want to welcome all of our listeners around the world. Isn't that amazing how a podcast can just go around the world and have my guest on today? I want to introduce you to my guest. Uh, I'm going to get ready to give him a round of applause. His name is Mr. Ali Awad, and you may know him as the CEO lawyer. He's on the line with us. Give him a round of applause. All right, so... Uh, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> we we are going to go at it today, man. I, I tell you, you know, you know, we talk back and forth on social media, and uh, I love the brave heart approach that you have, man, in running your firm and being as public as you are. Uh, and uh, I want to dive into all that stuff today. I want us to talk about marketing. I want us to talk about social media. I want to I want to talk about what's great, what works, what doesn't work, what you want to stay away from. And some things that you do that you love doing that you don't see other law firms doing. So I want us to go into it today. Is that cool with you? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. No holds barred. <laughs> no holds barred. So the one thing, you have an impressive resume. But I want you to kind of tell the folks that don't know who you are. Tell, let's tell them who Ali Awad is. Great. My name is Ali Awad, and I get my clients a lot of money. I'm a personal injury lawyer based in Atlanta, Georgia. I grew up in the Bible Belt in the South, where I was one of the only Arabs uh, that lived in a predominantly Hispanic community. So I was speaking Arabic at home, English at school, and Spanish with my friends. I grew up trilingual and was always looking for a place to fit in. And because of that, I feel like I can kind of jive with just about any culture, any race, any type of person. Uh, I, I had seven different companies before I became an attorney, and I spent a lot of my time in my youth studying abroad and doing international business and being really exposed to the entire world and just how the internet connects us all. So I've always been yeah. obsessed with online sales and internet communication. And I feel like all of those experiences have gotten me to the you know self-proclaimed CEO lawyer that I am today. And I'm just really excited to share some, uh, some of my background and hopefully drop some value on your audience and see if there's any way that, you know, they can benefit from my experience, the mistakes that I made and what I would have done differently. Awesome. Uh, and I want to give everyone some bullet points on you and some of the success you've had thus far. Uh, I founded the firm in 2016 after successfully winning a wide variety of injury cases. You run an eight figure law firm right now. Like like you said, you're in Atlanta right now. And in your first year of practice, you settled over a million dollars in cases. So that's nothing to sneeze at at all. You speak about five languages, right? And you also That's became right. a published author on immigration law while in law school. I don't know how you did that and found time to sleep and study and did all this stuff. And you also have a successful social media channel on Instagram. You and I follow one another and also on YouTube as well. Uh, so that's just just to name a few, right? 
I guess that's a nice warm up. <laughs> <laughs> so now let me ask you, where, where did the name CEO lawyer come from? Where did it, how did that start? It's very simple because I'm a lawyer and I'm also a boss. That's, that's how CEO lawyer came to be. Right. No, no, actually, here's, here's what happened, man. So 2016, so I actually, I started my firm in 2017. I quit my job where I was making 40 grand a year working for this other attorney. And the reason I quit was because he wouldn't pay me my bonuses. Even though I was bringing in more clients than the entire firm was bringing, I was managing all of the clients, their expectations and the files. I just wasn't being treated the way I wanted to be treated. And I knew that deep down, I was, I was always an entrepreneur and I wanted to be a business owner. So when I quit my job and started my firm, I decided that um, I really need to build a social brand. And so the CEO lawyer brand came from just running around on Instagram in like 2015, 2016. Uh, it was just a cool thing to put out promote, like a motivational content, yeah. inspiration quotes and, and business advice and real estate advice. And I was like, Oh, I jive with this. I really want to, I want to do this. Right. So it wasn't intended to bring me clients through social media. Actually the initial name, the original name of my Instagram page was called power moves. That's what I wanted to, to just be all about. Like, yo, I'm just going to talk about power moves and here's a power move that I did. Like I put my dad on payroll. That's a power move. I bought my mom a brand new Mercedes for mother's day. That's a power move. My dad just became a citizen in 2017, so I immediately took him on their first international vacation. That's a power move. That's a power but move. With, with all of that being said, like I didn't feel like that was really giving me any sort of reciprocal benefit to my brand and to my business and to my law firm. So I said, you know what? Let me look around, and I found the name CEO Lawyer was available. You, you're so lucky. You're lucky. The handle was even available, bro. So. CEO lawyer used to like it was it, no one had that name and no one was doing anything on social. Now everyone's like, yeah, I'm the CEO of law and you know I'm the CEO of legal advice and all this stuff. Like, bro, y'all just copying what I did. Not, not, no problem, right? <laughs> I'm paving the way and I love being the trailblazer. But here's a piece of advice I'm gonna start with right away: is when the moment you find a good social media handle, you need to reserve it. You need to reserve it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and YouTube requires you to have 100 subscribers, text, call, email, every single person you know, please go, go subscribe to my channel. Yeah. I need to get that 100 followers, subscribers, so that I can reserve the channel. Then buy the domain, the website domain. I made the mistake of not buying the CEOlawyer.com domain, and someone else bought it out from under me and forced me to pay 10 times more for it just a few months later. And then finally, trademark it. Make sure that you're protected in every single Absolutely. aspect of your brand. Because you just don't know if your brand is going to become a sort of international, uh, famous, celebrity-driven, like an, an inspirational sort of persona, and you want to protect it early on. So that's the very first thing that I would do. If you find a good social media name, reserve it on all platforms. And the moment a new platform comes out, like TikTok or Clubhouse, or Clubhouse. Or Twitter, right? get the name, reserve it right away. So that's what I would recommend if you're first starting a brand and that's kind of what the CEO lawyer brand is all about. I'm giving free legal and business advice. And that's just, yeah, I guess that's just it. That's how we do it. You know, <laughs> let's do this. I want to go back to February 12th, 2017. You remember that day, don't you? That's the day oh, yeah. you walked out of a law firm and you walked out not only because he didn't pay you the bonus, but you walked out because you learned how not to run a law firm, how not to treat your employees, right? So, I mean, what is it that just, just built up inside of you and just said, 
I got to walk out because I remember my day, September 21st, 2010. I remember mine when I just said, this is enough. I'm out. So tell me about what built it up. What was the buildup for you like to just say February 12th, I'm out. So why did I quit my job? Now that, that's sort of a loaded question because it wasn't just a single isolated event that led me to say, I quit, I'm out. I'm going to go start on my own, hang my own shingle. Right. It was the culmination of things that just, that didn't really sit well with me. And I'll give you some examples. Like one example was uh, I, I was told to go to a hearing, a court hearing uh, that was 50 miles away, you know, and I'm an associate attorney, right? I have a doctorate in law and a master's in business. And uh, I used the company credit card for gas. And my old boss was like, Hey, why are you using the company card for gas? You know, you're not allowed to do that. And I'm like, you sent me to a hearing that you forgot to, to mention was already canceled. So you made me drive a hundred miles round trip. You're paying me like starvation wages. And you're, you're bitching me out for using the company card. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I won't use the company card anymore. That was one, one strike. The second strike was we got a fresh lead for a serious injury, a car accident case up in Hiawassee, which is like about 100 miles away. The lead was sitting in the email inbox for three days. And when I told the attorney, yo, why aren't you following up with this lead? He's like, oh, man, it came from a good source. They're going to sign up with us regardless. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wow. That's not how you wow. So I called the client. I found out that they were homeless because of the accident. They were living in their car. They were involved in the accident, and now their car no longer functions. So they're homeless. I drove up to them and literally found them in a shack in the woods. That's Come where they on. Were you got to be kidding me, man. That's where they were living. And I realized that, like, this is the prime example of why people hate lawyers because we're sitting up here in our ivory towers and we just think that we can treat people any way that we want because we have a stupid ass degree on the wall that we can talk to people and treat them however we want. And that's not how I want to live my life. Yeah. So the, the final straw that broke the camel's back was when I was, uh, it was something small because by then I was already furious, right? It was something small, like texting me at 10 PM on a Friday asking for an update when he, when I had already given it to him, like, you know, I'm spending time with my family. Like, can I have, you know, Friday night for my, you know, for my family. And I just felt all the way across all the time I spent there. I was not being appreciated. I was not being acknowledged for the work that I was doing. And essentially, if you're not being paid well and doing a good job, like yeah. something's got to get right. I always say, if you're looking for a good job, there are three things that you need to look for and you have to have at least one of them. If you don't have one of these three things in your job, then you don't need to be there. You either need to be paid very, very well. You need to get exceptional experience at that job, or you need to love it so much that the money and the experience don't matter. Right. If you can get all three of those, then you have found a golden egg, and you need to just hold on to it and sit on to it for as long as you can. But you need at least one of those. And in my previous job before I was working, working with an attorney, I didn't have any of those. And I said, you know what? I, I take that back. I was getting the experience in the beginning. But once I got to a point where I felt like I plateaued in my education, I knew it was time to leave. And so if you're at that point where you're about to plateau and you need to leave your job, don't wait too long. Because once that complacency sets in, you start living with medi mediocrity. And that's when, that's when all the problems start happening. So. I know that that was like a, a long like no no no, but it, what it what it does is it it tells me like what about your core 
It tells me about your core. And, and the one thing I can say about you is there, there's a lot of energy there. There's a lot of ed- energy. So I don't want to be on the other side of the courtroom going against you with all that energy. I don't want to do that. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be the guy going against you or a girl going against you. But you, you talked about that one family. When you found them, they were actually living in the woods now. Now, this is tough. Now, another thing that you said earlier was about being sensitive to culture cultural sensitivity. How important is that? Especially, you know, someone like you, um, you and I, we don't look like everyone around us, right? But we treat everyone as if they are a brother or a sister. So how important is cultural sensitivity to you? So look, growing up as a Palestinian immigrant, you know, my parents were immigrants to the United States and uh, just living with flashbacks in my mind of we were just driving down the road and this, you know, redneck rolls down his window, you know, with his mullet and a toothpick in his mouth, spits out the window and says, go back to your country. Get out of here. For no other reason other than the fact that my mom was wearing the hijab. Wow. Flashbacks to when I'm in high school and I'm getting accused for doing something that I didn't do. And I said, I swear to God that I didn't do that. Hey, don't, don't swear to God. Your God is not my God. And I'm not going to let you talk about my Lord like that. Man, I'm like, sorry, man. God, bro. Flashback to, you know, every moment in my childhood, there's always been these instances that are just, that just kind of fester on my, the tip of my cerebellum and just remind me over and over again that I lived with racism and just hatred for who I was. Not, and so I had to overcompensate and, and try to work so hard just right. to be accepted. And I never got that acceptance. I never did. And I realized, and now that I've become a leader and, and a, 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 a CEO of my organization, people just want to be recognized and they want to be respected. They want that more than just about anything else. They want to feel a sense of comfort and inclusion. And when it comes to cultural sensitivity, if you have any employees uh, of color or of a different background, different ethnicity, ask, just ask, open up the conversation. Uh, talk yeah, to them. You, you did say that. Ask the, you said ask questions. Uh, I yeah, did like that. Have a genuine interest in your employees and it's going to go a very long way. And so, and those people, when they realize that you care about them are going to be lifers. You know, I don't hear that a lot from a lot of attorneys and, and I want to paint this picture for you too. Cause sometimes let's just say even in, in some markets of the personal injury client there, uh, the majority of their client may be African-American, right. Or, or, or whatever, right. The rate, let's just use this for example, but, Sometimes those lawyers, they're so disconnected, they really don't know how to speak to that audience. Do you, you ever see that happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, no one says, hey, I'll fight for you to get maximum compensation. That's not a normal conversation to have with people, right? Right. I mean, hey, bro, I'm going to get you paid. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> I'm gonna take, I got your back like a sweater. You know, and so that's why I think people, like, they relate to me because I can just be myself on social and there's no better life to live than being who you really are and getting to do whatever you want, whenever you want, with whomever you want. And that's the life that I build. And that's the life that I want for everyone that's around me. So, so you, you believe a lot of firms right now, they, they advertise to a culture they know nothing about. I believe uh, the marketing strategy of firms in today's day and age is, um, is very outdated. I believe that by the time you get any sort of information about social media marketing, in a book, it's already outdated. Uh, I feel like firms are spending too much time with outdated methods of 
branding like billboards, radio, TV ads, it doesn't work for new lawyers. It just doesn't. And, you know, everyone kind of holds on to this um, sort of archaic mentality that, hey, if you want to you want to grow a big firm and you want to get a lot of clients and you, you have to use all, utilize all of these old school methods, mm-hmm. that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. The new age of attorneys are going to be a bunch of seven and eight figure earners that have a nice, solid social media platform. Yep. That's it. A great presence on social media is all you really need in today's day and age. And so all those nine and 10 figure law firms that, are, that have taken the lion's share over the past 30 years have some legitimate concerns from 2020 to 2025, if they don't change their advertising and they don't connect with the youth, they're not on TikTok, they're not connecting on Instagram or putting out, you know, uh, pieces of content that people can resonate with, they're going to lose more and more market share because while your existing clientele is getting older, mine is becoming old enough to hire me. And so who do you think is going to win that generational game? That's right. They don't think about that. Wow. But by the time they really see what happens, it's already too late. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a lawyer and you haven't done anything on your social media, you better watch out because either me or someone like me is going to come eat your lunch. You better believe him. This guy is aggressive. I'm telling you we have the CEO lawyer on the line. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that archaic advertising. This is the AdCast. Today's show is sponsored in part by Craft Creative. Change your creative, change your world with premium video production and graphic design. Get started by visiting WeCraftCreative.com. You don't need a marketing agency. You do deserve very important placement. VIP Marketing and Advertising is a cutting-edge strategic digital, creative, media, and marketing partner that provides services for businesses of all sizes. To stay up to date on the latest marketing news, subscribe for email updates at veryimportantplacement.com. You're listening to The AdCast, the podcast for marketers and advertisers with your host, Eric Elliott. All right, so we are back at the ad, with The AdCast. I have on the line with us Mr. Ali Awad from uh, the Ali Awad Law Firm. You may know him as the CEO lawyer. And just right before the break, we were talking about archaic advertising. You and I, we see it all the time. So let's talk about lawyer advertising. I had someone on the podcast before uh, last week, and actually they talk about uh, attorney ethics and advertising. Um, do you feel like some of the old school lawyers, let's say, let's call them old school lawyers, they feel like they just don't need to advertise at all? So look, if you have a large enough brand in your community where people know you and you're content with the size of your business and you're happy with consistent 5, 10, 15% growth every single year, then um, by all means, keep doing you. You know, that's great. But people like me are disappointed when I had a 350% growth last year. And when there are, when I know that me being a 30-year-old attorney and really close to becoming outdated myself, it's time for me to change. It's wow. time for me to always innovate and grow because my next competition, my next competition is, is currently in law school right now. The people that are going to dethrone the CEO lawyer and dethrone the, the elite in the social media world and the people that are crushing it and building law firms at seven, eight, and nine figures are the students of today. And all it really takes is just 
a couple of videos that go viral and building that infrastructure to where they just are taking all the business that's out there. And so for the lawyers that are using outdated and archaic marketing methods, remember, you will rarely take something, take, you will rarely take money from something that is working and put it into something that is just speculative. And all I do is just speculative. And so you'll never know what your real potential is because you don't, you've never seen 47,000% return on your money, which is what I had in my first year of business. Right. You'll, you've never seen that astronomical growth in your business. You're just happy with that consistent, hey, if we double one year, then that's a phenomenal year. No, man, if I don't hit 500% growth this year, I'm pissed. <laughs> and trust me, there are a lot of people like that. And so for all the outdated and old school marketers, I say this, change before it's too late. And that's it. <laughs> that's really it. <laughs> but, but what about those that say, I can't get cases from social media? Because, you know, some of these guys would have a Facebook page, check, off the list. Instagram page, check, off the list. Oh, they say we need to have a YouTube. Let's have a YouTube as well. But they put no individuality into it and no personality into it at all. Do you see that happening? Wow. Why are you not getting cases from social media? Well, first, it's because of your intent with social media. My intention on social media is not to get cases. My intention is to provide overwhelming legal business value to my listeners, to my followers. And so my, because I have a clear intention of growing a brand by helping other people, I'm always going to win that battle of who's going to be the person to follow or get engaged with um, because I'm not looking to make money off my followers. Mm -hmm. I don't need to sell them on a course or whatever, even though I own a media company and I sell courses and I have a digital branding package for lawyers and doctors and I have my own CEO media company, I don't have to advertise it to people and I'm not spending all day just promoting, promoting, promoting. I would rather entertain you guys, educate, and have you feel like every time you visit the CEO lawyer page, you leave learning and knowing something more than you did before you visited my page. That's my ultimate goal. And if I can do that for you day in and day out for the next 10 to 20 years, then by the time I even need to ask for something, that check is already written. That's how I see it. And uh -huh. so the reason you're not getting cases from social media is because you're focused too much on the lead gen aspect of it instead of the branding aspect. Good point. I, I also see, like, I'll use you for example. Um, when you're talking to people or when you're, when you're doing a video online, you're not selling your firm, Right. You're usually giving value. Like I saw you in front of a restaurant and you said, if you work here this long and you do this and you do this and you do this, you can get there. See, you didn't know I was paying attention, did you, Ollie? But but yeah. when, when you do those things, uh, it's almost like you're more personable on social media because that's the one place when when people go to social media, they want to have their guard down. They don't want to be marketed to. So your approach is different from them. And like you said, they're looking at it from how many leads did we get from Facebook, right? Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Um, if you're a marketer and you're in the data side of things, then all your, and by the way, the only difference between marketing and advertising is data. Marketing is the data that you derive from the advertisement piece. Advertisement is that piece of content that you deliver to your audience to elicit a certain response. The marketing is just the data that you, you retrieve from that advertising. So if you're a marketer, all you care about is data. 
you don't really have the aesthetic and artistic ability to think, well, what if I step, just take one step back and think about producing a different type of content? What if we went vertical instead of horizontal on our videos? Right. What if we make bigger subtitles instead of smaller or vice versa? What if we started utilizing memes and we started educating while entertaining instead of just trying to collect data and collect people's money? What happens is people start enjoying your content. And when they enjoy your content, they're more likely to share it. And Correct. when they're more likely to share it, Facebook and other social media platforms reward you by showing it to more people. Right, right. So you have to have the data along with the artistic side of things. The data and the art, when those two things meet, is when you have magic. And so most lawyers are only focusing on the data. And most marketers are only focused on the data. When they don't really think too much about the copy. They don't think too much about the original piece of content that you put out. They don't think about how can I be more exciting and get more people involved in my content instead of just trying to collect dollars from them. Because as my cost of client acquisition goes down, yours is going up. For so, that very reason. So how about those, the, let's just say those law firms that are like, I'm just going to throw a ton of money at TV. When you and I know that you have no idea, truly, on how many people are coming from that. You, you have less and less data. Uh, so look, guerrilla marketing works. I'm not saying that the lawyers that are doing TV, billboard, radio mm -hmm. aren't absolutely crushing it because still- to this Some day, of them are. Yeah. In this day and age, the big advertising firms are the ones that are bringing in the most money. It, and it's by far, like they bring in way more money than the people that don't advertise. Right. And so TV works, radio works, billboards work, but your ability to build a brand off of just TV ads and actually have followers where you, you can actually keep their contact information and retarget them with more information and more content it does not exist with radio, TV, and billboard. You've branded your name or your phone number instead of actually building a digital persona. So the benefit that I have is that I can stop running my ads and I still have a brand that survives. And I can put out, excuse me, an organic piece of content that's going to live out there and be evergreen and it's going to deliver me results every single day. Facebook is more than just Facebook. You can't just look at it as if it's only a social media outlet. If you're using it correctly on Facebook, you're able to control your word of mouth. You're able to get leads and hopefully get results for your business. If you're using your Facebook only as a social media tool, then you deserve very important placement. Uh, we left off, you were talking about television advertising and how there's st still some people out there that is doing, they're doing some guerrilla stuff and they're crushing it right now. Absolutely. No, so look, I think that if you are, if, if the moment that you turn off your ads, you stop getting clients and there's a legitimate problem there because you don't have a brand. Yeah. You've just been doing lead gen your whole life. And so my philosophy on marketing is that you have to have some money allocated for just building a brand and building a loyalty to that brand and some of it allocated towards lead generation. Like, hey, I want advertisement, uh, go to a landing page, capture your information, close them on the phone. But I'm more concerned with growing the brand and getting that exposure on social media because that's what's going to live forever. People are going to remember these videos. They're going to remember the way that I made them feel 
they're not necessarily going to remember the person that's like jumping in front of a truck and saying, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm attorney show and show. I'm for maximum compensation. <laughs> you know, and, and it's not a good feeling when you feel like every time I pick up the phone and talk to this lawyer, um, I'm never going to talk to the lawyer. I'm always right. going to reach an assistant or someone else or a bot, right? With us, I'm actually doing the social media and I'm actually involved. And even though my company is doing eight figures and we're going to do it again this year and we'll be at nine figures in the next two years, I'm still in control of my marketing and I want to be in that face in the organization. And so that's the difference. I, I can turn off my ads and still generate a lot of clients just from the organic content that we're putting out. And if I can do that, but I also have the ability to run ads, my cost of client acquisition is going to continue to go down while yours continues to go up. How do you feel about those ads where you, you have that, like you just said, the law firm saying, I'll fight for you and, and, and kind of the silly ads. How do you feel about those kind of ads? Do they work? Look, I think the majority of the U.S. population, maybe not the majority, but there's obviously below average and above average. Yeah. Average is right at 50%. And we don't necessarily have the best education system, nor do we have a high standard for sophistication in the U.S. And that's why those advertisements work. So when you prey on people's inability to research on their own or know any better, and you think that putting those, those silly jingles and you know the rap songs and trying to go after a specific community, the only reason that that is working is because you're really taking advantage of a less sophisticated community because they don't necessarily know how to access a better level of attorney or a higher quality representation. Wow. So my philosophy is that I want to be that high quality representation that's easily accessible. And it's very easy for me to put out those silly commercials and those silly jingles and, you know, be just like ostentatious and obnoxious with my advertising. But I would rather do it the hard way and I would rather do it the slow way. Right. And because for me, I can still sleep at night knowing that my advertisements are working and I'm happy with the brand that I put out. If you are worshiping money more than you're worshiping God, then there's a huge problem there, you know? And so that's, I mean, I don't want to get religious on the show. No, anything, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's the truth. I mean, it, it, this is what the show is about. You know, I, I want everything to be 100% authentic. You're giving us authenticity. And that's why it worked for you. That's why it works for you. I agree, man. I mean, that, I, and I enjoy it. More importantly, I enjoy it. I love every single person that I work with. I love my team. I pray for them. And I, I have made it my number one goal this year to fulfill the goals of every single one of my team members. And so as we grow from 20 employees to 50 to 100, which is the plan just this year, then I want to keep that camaraderie and that level of respect to one another. Because as we develop our core values and we start learning more about ourselves and the type of firm that we want to operate as, we have to have some, some core values put into place. And for me, the number one is respect. Is mutual respect to one another, respect to your clients, respect to your family, respect to your friends, because, you know, without respect, we're just animals. And, you know, we're no different than those big advertisers that are just preying on the less sophisticated yeah. because it's a quick buck. And, you know, I, if I can go to bed at night happy and content with the way I'm running my firm, then that's a successful day to me. I, I want to sum you up in, in one word. Authentic. I want to sum you up in one word because I, I feel like you are exactly who you are. And I, I don't, I don't believe you're, you're faking anything at all. I, you know, 
online, offline, this is you. I really believe you care about your clients and that's important. Um, and, and you, you kind of set that precedence. And, and I think it's, it's the same way with me when I started our agency years ago, I learned not what to do by watching other agencies. And I learned how I wanted to treat clients by watching how, when I was in broadcast television or radio, how we treated clients or how it was, am I selling to sell or am I selling to help? Right. And so yeah. I wanted to sell to help. And still to this day, I'd, I'd lose a client or fire a client if it's just about the money. I got to love what I'm doing. And there's no doubt about it. You know? No, no I 100% agree. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a, one little caveat to that. So um, I had seven different companies before I started my law firm. And I learned early on that there are different strategies for selling. There are some strategies where you force sell and you yeah. just twist the client's arm and you speak, speak really, really fast and you get them to sign on the dotted line. And then there's the laid back nonchalant type of selling where, you know, Hey, just come in and pick out your product or whatever. You're more just an order taker. But, and there, there's obviously more than just those two, but my favorite type of selling strategy is selling through education. I want to overwhelm you with so much knowledge and education from your time with me that you can't possibly think of hiring anyone else. And so by selling through education, we no longer have to force you to make that decision. You've already made the decision once you've agreed to have this meeting with me. And so I think that selling by education is the best and most effective way of selling. Most importantly, because you go to, you go to bed feeling good about yourself. You know? <laughs> yeah. so I don't force you to buy anything. I just want you to love me and love what I have to offer. That's it. That's the bottom line. What are some of the difficulties you have in marketing your practice? Um, so I would say that one of the difficulties that I have in marketing my practice is honestly, because I want to go very, very far. And I know that there is a, a, you know, there's a timing for everything. You know, sometimes, you know, have you ever heard of someone saying, I want to get rich slow instead of get rich fast? 100%. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, I think that I just, I want to go really, really fast and I want to break things along the way. And I have this sort of visionary CEO mindset where I, I want to grow and I want to change and I want to continue to innovate every single day, but I'm dealing with people's lives here. Right. I'm dealing with the most serious situations that happened to them, whether it's a catastrophic injury or even wrongful death. You know, I, I've had parents make the decision to hire me for their wrongful death cases for their children just because of my Instagram presence. And wow. I think when, when, Bigger firms understand that and they realize that people are making huge and the most impactful decisions in their lives based off of social media and in the, in the most serious matters, then you really need to be taking it seriously. And so for me, my, my issue is that I, I have that constant tension between wanting to grow and build that brand and expand while at the same time uh, responsibly scaling. And so I want to I want to scale my business, but do it responsibly, so that I never leave any client behind. I never make a mistake that could jeopardize my reputation, my client's uh, results, or just the the overall feeling and the culture that I have in my firm. Because this is a lifestyle. This is something I want to be doing for the next 20, 30 years, and it's more important to do it right than to do it fast. I, I agree with you. One of the things that I do know is when you are doing it, you got to have good people with you. 
So tell me about, I mean, tell me about your culture. Tell me about the people behind you. What is some buy-in that they have to have in order to help support the mission that you're on? So I used to hire based on skills. And now I hire based on your attitude and your personality. And I, I just want people that understand that it's a blessing to be able to work and that you could have not hit the lottery by not getting an American citizenship and not being born in the U.S. where you can literally get a driver's license and go work for Uber or Lyft and make six figures if you right. spend enough time doing it. You, you can literally go and I put out this video on social media and I got so much backlash from it. I said, look, there is no reason to be broke in the United States. Now, I remember Sorry. that. I remember that video, and I, I do. I agree with you. And a lot of people hate it. But I think starting day in the U.S. in a lot of fast food restaurants is $10 an hour. And if you work two full-time jobs and you save your money, you don't spend it and go blow it and, and celebrate every single weekend and go party with the boys or the girls. Like, what are you even celebrating for? You haven't done anything yet. You know, save up that money live very, very frugally and do it for two years. The thing that happens is that now you've learned the value of saving money and you've learned the, the, the power that you can have from not spending and from having a delayed gratification. And so when I put out that video and I told people, look, you can save money, you can invest that money into a duplex or a triplex, build up your credit at the same time. And I know that because I've done it, I lived it. You know, I got a lot of backlash. And so I'm looking for people that have the same mindset as me. I think it really is a blessing to be able to live in the United States. And, and knowing that I, I know I pay very well, my staff, because I pay them like I mean it. Right. And if you've got an opportunity to work with me and you've lasted past the 90-day trial period, then you are getting paid more than what your colleagues are getting paid with the same type of experience that you have. I want everyone around me to have executive positions, even if they don't have the formal executive education, right? You know, cause we're all a team. We're all a family. When one of us makes it, we all make it. And so I'm looking for that work ethic. I'm looking for that personality, that attitude, and I'm looking for uh, a sense of wanting more, always wanting more and, and really tapping into your true potential. That's how I hire. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a final break and then I want to come back with something called the lightning round that we do. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're going to take this break. We're going to come back and I'm going to put a million dollars in your hand when we come back after this break. You ready for that? I'm down. All right. This is a pay downgrade, but whatever. I'll take it. I'm going to put a million. Okay. I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to up the ante. I'm going to take $5 million and I'm going to put it in your hand just to mark it. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. This is the ad cast. Hey, I'm Eric. You may wonder exactly what it is. Hey, I'm Eric is, it's me. It's me just giving you the authentic, the real, the 100% me, right? There are teams that I work with, VIP Marketing, which is one of the best marketing agencies in the country. And then there's also Craft Creative, which is also one of the best creative teams in the country. And here I am in the middle. I'm the guy that you want to be able to hire to come and speak at your next event, talk to you or coach your team through whatever you're going through. So the next time you're thinking about how to get through what you're going through, go to heyameric.com. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you back to the AdCast. You probably heard this really uh, this really high energy discussion from Mr. Ali Awad there, aka the serial the CEO lawyer. So go follow this guy on all the social media platforms. Uh, do me a favor, Ali, go ahead and give out your Instagram and your Instagram, your social media handles for me. Guys, you can find me at CEO Lawyer on Instagram. You can find me at CEO Lawyer on Facebook. If you Google me on Twitter, on Snapchat, it's CEO Lawyer everywhere. And uh, look, that should that should only tell you that if you find a brand that you like that resonates with you, then you really need to reserve all of the usernames. I mean, even on Clubhouse, TikTok, Parlor, and I think Parlor actually shut down. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Go reserve your name, and that's how you know that people can always find you with one name. Um, and if you have a really cool like like birth name, like an actual first name and last name that people can resonate with, then brand that. I just, my name is Ali Awad and my law firm is Ali Awad Law. And that's just a mouthful. So I was like, no, CEO lawyer is just easier and cooler. So CEO lawyer on all social media platforms, we give free legal and business advice to the public. If you DM me and you mention Eric Elliott and the AdCast, I will personally respond and make sure that I spend some time and give you any value that I can so feel free to DM me at CEO Lawyer. I'm always available for help, and thank you. Uh, first off, I don't know how in the heck you got that handle, brother. You got it. You got it at the right time too. So uh, kudos to you. I will tell you his uh, social media platforms—they're always entertaining and educating, right? They're always entertaining right. and educating. Uh, I love following him. Great, great guy. Runs a great that's firm best, too. You know, that's the best. Uh, like. Uh, thing you can ever say to me, you know, the best compliment is that, Hey man, every time I see you, it's entertaining and educating. Cause that really is my goal. Right. And, and like you and I, we were going back uh, and forth one night, I think it was probably one or two o'clock in the morning. I was like, what is he doing? I was like, I'm supposed to be up, not him. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, so money don't sleep. Baby. There you go, man. So before the break, I told you I was going to give you a few million dollars. Okay. So I'm going to digitally give you, not really in real money, but I'm giving you $5 million because a lot of people are going to listen to this and then they're going to hear from you and say, well, you know, is this guy really as, as good of a marketer as he says he is? I say he is. So I'm going to give you $5 million virtual dollars right now. And I want you to use that $5 million virtual dollars. Chris, I want you to time this. In less than 60, 60 seconds, I want you to tell me how you're going to spend that money to promote your law firm and your brand from $5 million. Are you ready? So to be clear, you're asking me personally, you're not asking a, like a, any other lawyer or any other person because that the answer will be different based on where you are in your business currently. It's going to be for you. I want to know how the CEO lawyer is going to spend $5 million virtual dollars that I'm giving him right now. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Go. You know why this answer is so easy for me? It's because I intend to spend $5 million this year on just my brand and on my social media and my advertising. And here's how I'm going to do it. Um, we're already spending six figures a month in just Facebook ads. And um, the way that I spend my money is based on where I'm getting the best attraction and the best value for my money. You don't always spend it in advertising. For me, it's stacking up the right people. So of the $5 million that I'm going to be spending, half a million dollars is going to be going to the salary for my content team this year. Uh, that $500,000 is going to be probably the best well-spent money that I get, even though it's not a direct ROI. 
running ads is different. I intend to spend about $3 million just on Facebook and Instagram ads this year for my law firm. 10 with seconds. A strong, a strong emphasis on the Spanish market. And finally, I'm going to spend $1 million just in speculative and areas of law that I haven't even touched yet because I want to see what's available for next year and the year after. Good job. You just spent the five million dollars I gave you. Awesome. Let's give let's give Ali a round of applause here. Let's give him a round of applause, Chris. That that is the fastest five million I've ever spent, I swear. It's the fastest five million I've ever spent. So now I, I want to ask you this, okay? Now, and this is the lightning round. Uh, and in the lightning round, I'm gonna ask you about different mediums and you just tell me your thoughts on these mediums, the pros or the cons and your thoughts. There's no right or wrong answer. Uh, you just give it to us and you just give us some real concise answers. And I'll start out with like billboard, the CEO lawyers thoughts on billboards. Go. Three years to get ROI. Radio. Same. TV. But, but very effective in the Hispanic community. Radio is. Yes. TV. TV. Uh, quick legitimacy and brand recognition, but it's not the best for lead gen. It's a branding play, but very effective nonetheless. Google ads. Very expensive, but if you've got money to blow and you really want to put fuel over the fire, Google ads will get you clients right away. I'll get that phone ringing. Newspaper. Outdated. What is that? Bus advertising. Bus advertising is for the people that really are uh, egoistic and think that their big, ugly face is what everyone else wants to see. And uh, it's just it's just not really not like that. I mean, it's, it's just to say that you have a bus advertisement, but um, I just never heard of a story of someone sitting at the bus stop and then seeing a face of someone say, hey, 1-800-so-and-so. Um, and that's a legitimate client that actually needs you. It's, uh, it's more of just an additional layer of branding with a, with a very rough sprinkle of ego, egomania. Social media. Where all the action is. Out of all this. Yeah, where I'm going to be spending the majority of my time and uh, especially the new social media that aren't, uh, aren't that popular yet. Right now, at the time, Clubhouse is really, yeah. really popular. I love Clubhouse. Podcasters and people to build their voice on there. Facebook. Facebook is still the number one social media platform for acquiring clients in, in a ton of different demographics. Um, and the reason Facebook is so strong is because it has a very robust ad platform. And I can hyper-target and focus my ads on the exact type of client. Now, that is going to change. Facebook is coming out with some changes. But it's still uh, the best way to integrate uh, your lead generation with your CRM and your branding, just because of all the data they give you. Instagram. Instagram is like the, uh, is becoming the older, ugly sister of TikTok. <laughs> the older, ugly sister. All right. And the, la <laughs> and the last question for you in a fight, in a duel, Google versus Google ads versus Facebook ads. So if you're talking about me personally, Facebook ads by far, but that's just because I have so much content that's diverse that I can test in different markets with all of my Facebook ads. And I have over 1500 digital ads that are running. But if you don't have a lot of content and you just have, like you just had a massive windfall, 
you know, that only takes for a couple million dollars and you just want the phone to ring and you want to figure it out along the way, uh, you'll burn through a lot of cash going through Facebook. You'll get a lot of leads that are not qualified. You want to put that money into Google ads because uh, it's a little bit more predictable and doesn't take as long to get those results. Mr. Ali Awad, you are a fantastic guest, man. I look forward to your future, man. What, what is next for you? Um, honestly, next is um, I'd really like to see if I can build a, well, two things, a CEO lawyer community of other CEO lawyers in every state. I'm, I'm in Georgia. That's my market. That's where I like to be. But I want to find CEO lawyers in every other state so that we can build a national community to refer cases to each other and to promote and build each other up. Uh, so a, a national referral network for CEO lawyer qualified attorneys that have the same vision and sort of uh, ideas uh, that I have. Um, and secondly, I'm really considering doing ambassadors for the CEO lawyer brand and just paying people, um, you know, like strong salaries, just paying them to be ambassadors, digital ambassadors of my brand. And hey, look, we're CEO lawyer ambassadors. We're going to help you, you know, bring in clients and get your name out there. And um, we'll figure out some parameters of how we're going to measure that. But your ultimate goal is just to help us become more of a national and an international brand. And so I would like to allocate some resources towards ambassadors uh, next. Man, uh, I, I had fun during this episode. So uh, everyone, I want to thank our guests, Ali Awad. Uh, and thank you for being uh, everyone else for giving us your most valuable asset, which is your time. Thank you to our production team, Craft Creative, for being a studio sponsor. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the AdCast. If you feel this podcast has been a help to you or could be a help to others, please don't forget to subscribe. We're, we are everywhere. We're everywhere. Uh, everywhere that you listen to your podcast, uh, whether iHeart, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, didn't matter, YouTube, you you name it, we're there. And to catch up on past episodes, go to heyamerick.com. This is the AdCast. Copyright VIP Marketing and Advertising, produced by Craft Creative. For premium video production and graphic design, visit wecraftcreative.com.